This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Jonathan Dunn, the host of Freedom's Disciple podcast exclusively on The Blaze. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, It's been a very interesting week since we last spoke and we last broke down the issues facing your great nation. I want to start today's show. There are many things I want to discuss. I don't know how much I'm going to get through in the time I have, but I want to start today's show on, on a positive note because... It's very rare we get um, good news. It's very rare that we get to celebrate. It's very rare that you can actually say, make an argument, the American people won this week. Um, While I'm done with politics, there are certain people who I know who are good people, and when they win, well, I won't do much to help because I'm done with it. But when they win, I think it's it's important to say congratulations. Um, For those who don't know, um, Matt Bevan... And became the new governor of Kentucky this week. Uh, a fantastic guy. I had the interview. I had the opportunity to interview him a couple of times uh, for the radio show that I used to be connected with on We Are America Radio. A true gentleman. Um, he was um, show you the type of guy he is. Um, we had him for about fifteen minutes, and I think he ended up spending about forty minutes on the air with us. And um, he was fantastic. He was courteous. Um, and he's broke down the issues and he was a lot of fun as well um, he has a human side um, which is good to see it's not all politics and not what you should say and not what you shouldn't say um, he was a really good guy and he and he answered every question um, whether you like the answer or not he answered it so congratulations Matt I know uh, the first journey for you is over and the second journey is just starting so just remember the people who got you there and remember the principles that you've been around it your whole life and you know the principles that work um, but congratulations Kentucky um, you've got major issues going forward and I hope um, I hope this win helps you deal with some of them including your pension crisis now on to the issues that affects everyone and I want to start today's show by talking about this debate last week and I don't want to go into the actual ins and outs of the debate it, it was pretty it was pr- everyone's analysed it to death there's nothing I can say that you haven't heard somewhere or you haven't read somewhere else because it's all been spe- said everyone has spoken about it at length um, and there's nothing I can add to it but I want to talk to you about the aftermath of the debate and how conservatives quote unquote have reacted and some of the things I have read um, and some of the way the, the GOP has responded. I've become... I've taken a big step back over the last couple of years and I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to learn a lot more. I'm trying to analyse things different. I'm, I'm sick and tired of... One of the main reasons I'm done with politics is because you look at things through a lens of 
is a favourable to my candidate. You know, forget my principles, but is a favourable. So when you look at elections, it's I just want to get Ted Cruz elected. I want to get Donald Trump elected. I want to get Ben Carson. And you look at everything through the lens of that, or even if it's not presidential politics, even if it's just elections, I need to get the the GOP need to win the House and the Senate. That's all. And so many times, principles get layweight. So many times, it's all about just winning, and it's not about the principles. So one thing I've tried to do is, I try and take a step back, I try and analyse things, and try and say, if the shoe is on the other foot, would I say the same thing? And I always try and make it get to a point where I'd say, yes, it is. I stand for the same things. I stand for principles, not politics or politicians or people. I stand for principles. Attitude is incredibly important in this life. You know, there's a great saying that strategy can compensate for lack of talent. But talent can never compensate for strategy. And what that is, is, you know, if you have a good strategy and you're all your heart cards in a row, if you're not the most talented salesperson, the most talented person, you can still be successful. But if you have all the talent in the world and you haven't got a clue what you're doing, you'll never be really successful. You see examples of this time and time again in sports. You know, you go to a minor league pitching game, baseball game, football game, and you look at these pitchers who can throw 100 miles an hour, but they can't control it. They haven't got a clue when to throw a fastball, when to throw a breaking ball. Likewise, when you're a hitter or you're a a footballer, you know, you have these footballers who know and can destroy any offensive line and can get to a quarterback, but they don't know how to read the play. They don't know when the quarterback has the ball, when it's a running play, when it's a passing play. It's all about strategy. So sometimes you have to understand the attitude sets you apart. And there's one area, I have to be honest, conservatives, quote-unquote, Republicans, anyone on the quote-unquote right, has had a dreadful attitude towards the media for 15 years. And it starts by, as I've been involved in politics since the Bush-Gore election. And I've heard the same problem for 15, nearly 16 years now. The mainstream media is biased. The mainstream media sucks. The mainstream media is not fair. The mainstream media has an agenda. The mainstream media isn't media. It's opinion and it all wants to get the Democrat or the flavor of the month elected. True, 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 true. But what has your moaning, whining complaining about that done you know people on the right are supposed to believe in the free market if you believe in the free market you go okay fair enough that's the way you do business I don't like it I'm going to do something better I'm going to do things a different way I'm going to chart a new course and whether you like him or hate him that's one thing Glenn Beck has done he's going to say we're going a different path Now you can say, I don't like this about Glenn, or I don't like this the way he's doing business. That's fine. Go set up your own network, which other people have done. You have so many options out there, but it's the free market. Now, going on to this debate, people have said, you know what we need? We need to cancel the debate. And the GOP have done that. They've cancelled the February debate. I've heard solutions from... Well, do you know what we need? We need to pre-screen the questions. 
because if we pre-screen the questions well then like the questions like you know is are you Donald Trump are you a comic book villain Ben Carson can you do math John Kasich will you attack people Marco Rubio will you resign Jeb Bush your numbers are in the tank if you pre-screen the questions these questions don't happen you can sort of target them to a more principled way and I've heard many solutions about this. What do you think the answer is, personally? What do you think the answer is? I'll tell you where I stand. I don't think it's a good idea to cancel the debate in February. I'm not for cancelling voices. I'm not for shutting people up. I'm for more voices, not less. I'm for going to all the media. If MSNBC wants to have a debate, if and I'll use some of the people I despise the most, if MSNBC want to have a debate and their moderators are Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, um, Mika Brzezinski, Morning Joe, I'm trying to think of all the people I don't like, fine, I'm for the free market, let them have it. Then it's up to the party and the candidates to say, you know what, I don't want to attend that debate. I don't want to go there. We don't want that. Well, then you can negotiate. But I don't think it's a healthy attitude to say, shut them up. Shut them up. Because at the end of the day, what then do you have? You have the Democrats going to MSNBC, and you have the Republicans going to Fox. You divide yourselves even more. You become more segregated. But John, you know, it's not fair going on MSNBC and ABC and all these. You know, they're all liberals. They're never going to vote for the Republicans. They're never, ever going to vote for a Republican candidate on stage. If the aim of the game is to get a moderator to vote for you, then you're losing the whole point. The end of the aim of the game is to get the American people to listen to you. The American people watch many different networks. And on many different platforms. The aim of the game has to be advancing an agenda. Now I'm only just giving you my opinion. You can totally disagree with me. I'm all for that. But I am for going everywhere. Because here's the thing. If you can't deal with a news reporter from MSNBC or NBC or CNN or ABC how are you going to deal with the American people how are you going to deal with world leaders how are you going to deal when there's dissension in your own team how are you going to deal when things don't go well you're going to shut yourself off you're going to say I can't talk to people we need to ask tough questions we need to deal and understand that not everything in this world is a problem but absolutely everything we see is an opportunity we need to start putting on the glasses of opportunity and not problems and hate because here's the thing were the questions dreadful in that debate? absolutely I named some of them are you a comic book villain? can you do math? should you resign? Would you like to attack people? These are all horrible questions. There's no doubt. There is no one in the world that would say, yeah, that's a fair question, or that's the right question, or that's the right thing to say. But here's the thing. 
A good candidate dealt with it. A good candidate knows how to deal with these things, knows the pulse of the American people, and will speak the truth. And as much as you want to give Ted Cruz credit and Marco Rubio credit for the way they handled that debate, there's a chance you would not have the discussions you are having right now, which include Ted Cruz getting a bump in the polls, Marco Rubio getting the bump in the polls, and the Blaze and Glenn Beck talking in, I don't know, the inside baseball, but having negotiations with the GOP to get the February debate. That doesn't happen if you don't have that dreadful debate last week. So as much as I don't like NBC or MSNBC, it was an opportunity. And a good politician, a good person, a person who can speak and is so sure of where their convictions, their heart and their morals and their principles lie, has nothing to worry about. A phony, weak, squishy, spineless, moderate person, candidate, has everything to worry about. It was an opportunity, and it was an opportunity Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio took. There will be more opportunities in the future. But please, ask yourself one question. Do you want to silence people or not? Do you think that's a good principle? I don't. And here's why. Because we are living in an age where everything is up for discussion, both good and bad. I can see a time in my lifetime, and not very far away by the way, where people like me, and in, especially in Ireland, are shut up. Are told, you can't say that. We already have political correctness. We already have a, a, a question marks over whether we should have free speech. What's so fair to say... Yeah, what you say is attacking our government. Shut up. I see a time where that will come. And what then? Free speech is very important. i got to take a quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me because I want to delve deep into this. Because I, have, I do want to share one fear with you. And I want to share that fear with you because... I fear the GOP are going to do something regarding this debate that is not going to be good for you or any American. And I want to get into that problem when I get back. I'll be right back, America. I hope you'll stick with me. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I'm on Twitter, at Freedom Disciple. Give me a tweet, give me a follow, give me a message. Um, I always love engaging with people. I spend as much time as I can 
both publicly and privately discussing the issues and I appreciate all feedback um, I'm sure there are going to be some people who won't like what I have just said and will oppose it and I'm okay with that um, that's, what, that's what makes us all unique different, wonderful we all come at things from a different way a different aspect, a different way of life and I certainly do and I encourage that I'm not here to convert anyone I'm just here to tell you my opinion why I think it and then hopefully make you make you do your own research inspire you to want you to learn and to get yourself better and to find out new things or to show you different ways of seeing things I want to finish off just talking about the debate because I do have one fear I do have one big fear about the GOP and how they're going to respond to this debate because they've already cancelled the February debate with um, M- M- uh, NBC they've already cancelled it they said it's not going ahead my fear is that we are going to the debate is going to be used as a way to shut people up is going to be used as a way to quicken the process is going to be used as ammunition to whittle down candidates as quickly as possible and hurry this process up we have witnessed this in 2012 in 2008 when the GOP had this attitude and everyone on the media had this attitude that we need to get this thing over and done with as soon as possible just get this person nominated ever who it is now they always had their candidate and their candidate always won John McCain, Mitt Romney there has always been this attack that you know it would be this disaster to guess um, the nomination process through to convention they look at 1976 and what happened between Reagan and Ford and if you don't know I'd suggest you Google do your own research but I spoke on it briefly last week on last week's show um, and I broke down the 1976 and 1980 elections but this idea to m- people in the parties in, in the spin operatives in the media the idea that you go let's say have L50 states vote and ever who the nominee is at the end that's the nominee that's a nightmare scenario to the GOP and to the media even though the media should love it because my god endless coverage for 50 states would be wonderful it'd be uh, ratings you could just it's endless content you know you could analyze to death he said what she said what how did she respond what did they say in 2006 what did they say in 1998 oh my god therefore what or they spoke at a cockfighting about oh my god all the content you know, and he said what at this rally, and then he said that, and he's and she's contradicting herself. All the contents, so the media would win. Yet places like Fox would go, that's not a good, that's not good for the country. Not good, not good for the party. It would weaken us again in the general election. Having all fifty states voting would weaken you, would weaken your candidates. You'd come up with all these excuses. Well, it just costs too much money. It would it would be too long and bore the American people. Ironic, they would say that. Yet yeah, the campaigns get started started earlier and earlier 
each election cycle. But I, I digress. I fear they're going to use this as an opportunity to say the mainstream media is against the GOP. They could actually even make an argument that, well, the Conservatives are against the GOP. And all this attacking and all this negativity, we need to win the 2016 election. We need to coalesce. We need to gather around. We need a big tent. Just nominate this person. Just nominate them. Let's not have any more attacks. And let's do everything we can to put in place to less debates, less TV time. Because the less TV time and the less debates they have, the less thing time or less opportunity candidates have to say something stupid. Or to contradict themselves. Or for the American people to find them. Find out where they stand or how they think. Who does this protect do you think Ted Cruz... I'm just going to throw out a few names. Do you think Ted Cruz would mind a long campaign? Do you think Rand Paul would mind a long campaign? Considering they've both filibustered quite extensively in the Senate, I don't think they'd have a problem on many campaign stops and many speeches. I think they have where they stand down, whether you agree with them or not. This is not whether they're right or wrong. I don't think they'd have much problem saying where they stand or have much problem contradicting where they stay, where they stand or where they stood two years ago or four years ago. The attacks on those two gentlemen are pretty obvious for all to see. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is what's best for the American people? Is a campaign that's short and concise good for the American people? Where you can easily paper over all the cracks and you can make even a progressive status like Lindsey Graham sound conservative in a short burst campaign. And we all decide. Or is it better to let the process flow and for the American people to find out? I've seen many candidates in the last four elect the last three elections, this one included, have their little spikes. Right now it's Ben Carson. A couple of months ago it was Ted Cru uh Donald Trump, sorry. A couple of weeks before that it was Rick Perry. In twenty twelve I saw many peaks and spikes. I still remember Herman Cain going to the top and then plummeting down. I remember the 2008 election very well because I was around it. I remember people like Fred Thompson. Rest in peace, brother. And my prayers go out to your family. But I remember Fred Thompson being at the top. I remember Rudy Giuliani being at the top. Many candidates have hit the top of polls. And have done impressive numbers. I'm not talking being at the top of a poll at 10%. But about 20, 25, 30, 35% only to fade into the distance and never become president. Can you imagine if you had a short, concise election period and one of them had won? It could have been good, it could have been bad. Or do we want a longer process where you can thoroughly vet the candidates, 
where you can find out if someone is, to use a, a, a line from the 2012 election, you know, if someone's doing an etchy sketch on you, you know, where you're just typing out, going, yeah, I'm a conservative, I'm a real conservative, I believe in conservative principles, I love Ronald Reagan. What else can I say that sounds good? Oh, yeah, Obama's bad, Government, big government is bad. You know, we don't need new principles, we need to reapply our old ones. I'm using all the language that the moderates use. Yeah, I love Reagan. Reagan's one of my heroes. And then all of a sudden it becomes the general election and the etchy sketch just goes, yeah, I'm not conservative at all. I'm moderate. You know, I like to, I like to you know, meet in the middle ground. I like to meet folks. I like to be in the big tent. Do you think it's a good idea to find who those candidates are when you can still not vote for them? Or when you can affect the process? Or do you think it's a good idea to find that out in the general election when it's, you get the same question. Well, there, I don't like Mitt Romney, but he's better than Barack Obama. Or, you're not going to hand the general election to the Democrats, are you? These are the questions that face your country right now. My fear is the GOP will shut as many people up and will use this debate as a Everyone's against us. Everyone's against us. Let's just hunker down and get this thing done as soon as possible. And the American people will lose. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Some of the things I've heard this week and I've read from The Blaze. I think Glenn Beck's idea, and I'm not saying this because... I'm connected to the Blaze, but I think the idea of a Blaze debate, I support more voices. Let them go on MSNBC. Let them ask the liberal question. Let them go on the moderate Fox. And then let them go on Telemundo for Hispanics, if that's where they go. And let them go on the Blaze for conservatives. And you'll see real fair and balancing questions. Let them go on to the Blaze. I love Glenn's idea of... This idea of having experts in the field ask different pointed questions to everyone. That's a great idea. Love to see questions about the economy and real questions from new up and coming entrepreneurs. I'd love to hear questions from the likes of Thomas Sowell. I think that's a fantastic idea. It's groundbreaking. I'd love to hear Mark Levin question the candidates. And by the way, I'd, I'd, I don't want just conservative candidates. I'd, I'd welcome Jim Gilmore and Lindsey Graham and Jeb Bush on that stage. And John Kasich on that stage. I'd love to hear Mark Levin question every one of them on the Constitution. I'd love to hear him questioning them on, on this biggest problem with the Supreme Court. I'd love to hear them talk in depth about the problems in the Supreme Court and which case they've got wrong over the last 20 years I'll not just give a case but give the instance why, give the breakdown of it and have Mark Levin there who's a Constitution and Supreme Court expert to say yeah that's right, that's wrong or that's not I would love to have someone like Franklin Graham talk about faith and ask questions about faith and the real difference between separation of church and state and give the history of it or someone like David Barton that excites me, that's that's new, that's innovative 
not just well I, I, I see you know Anderson Cooper anytime I want on CNN yeah let's put him in there for the CNN debate and let's have him ask his, his questions and let's have the questions you know from random people in the audience or from writers you never know who they are I'd love to see people like Thomas Sowell ask questions and I, I'd love to see moderate Republicans ask questions as well because it's an opportunity for a conservative to knock the ball out of the park the choice you have right now is simple you can continue to do things the way you've always done them and expect different results or you can understand the world we live in or the world I think we live in and that world is there are no boxes there are no barriers there are no glass ceilings you can chart your own course you can do anything you want you want to do a new debate Glenn? off you go now people mightn't play ball with you but let's put the idea out there the old way of thinking is over the only limit we have as individuals is the one we say to sunset ourselves and say I could never do that I can't do that I'm no good at that then you've put a limit on yourself but if you really want to change the world I'm talking to everyone who listens to me and anyone else you can you can change the world the world is your oyster is your playground chart a new course whether it's something small the way you deal with your life with the way you deal with your work the way you deal with politics the way you interact with others or even something simple like how you do a Republican debate technology is wonderful technology proves to us anything is possible because here's the thing if you told me 10 years ago hey guess what the technology is going to be around that you can create record yourself and then you send it to someone via an electronic mail this big file to someone 5,000 miles away and they're going to do things to it and they'll put music in and hopefully you know if you're listening producers make me sound better will you <laughs> it'd be great uh, but you could have that and put music around it and then they upload it to the internet and then people listen on their phone I would have laughed at you I would have laughed at you so hard technology proves anything is possible if you need inspiration just look at technology look at all these things that I've read I'm a big tech guy I love reading I don't understand a lot of it but I read so many stories I'm reading stories where you know what in they reckon by 2030 they'll be able to fly to Australia from England in four hours that journey currently takes about 24 I'm reading how they'll be able to send people to Mars it takes years now it'll take months by 2025 or 2030 we're talking about driverless cars I still remember the time when I grew up with dial up internet we now have broadband and wireless it's incredible technology right. proves what can be done i got to take a quick break America I hope you'll stick with me as I let the dog out to the toilet I'll be right back this is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network 
Jay Severin. Other than a good law school, you go to work in Washington. You take any job you can get on a major campaign, statewide campaign, for governor, for U.S. senator, for president. And then you do that, and maybe you hop around to a couple of campaigns, and if you're lucky... In five, six years, you hang out your own flag. That's how political consultants are born. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple. With Jonathan Dunn. On demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, everyone. I want to finish off today's show by talking to you about an issue, expanding on the rest of the show, about the individual. I truly believe everything I say. And I believe so much in the individual. You can make so much change. It's incredible. I honestly look at people today... And I, I wonder if you truly understand the power you possess. You know, even something simple, like if you could, you know, it'd be great to do some study or to do a scientific study on, you know, just smiling at someone and the, the impact that has, that affects the person you smile at, their day, what they go on and do, affects someone else's day and so on and so on. It's a cumulative effect. Now that's just a smile. Can you imagine doing something bigger? Like changing someone's mind. On a, open their eyes to a principle. Open their eyes to God. Open their eyes to, to freedom. Open their eyes to the tyranny that is around the rest of the world. Serving people. Making someone's life better. Helping a homeless person, helping a person with cancer, helping a vet. The power that you have is incredible. One thing I want to say before I get to my closing point about the individual is the way I see this show, um, and anyone who listens, I really do appreciate your support, is this is a show that I'm trying, I work hard on. And the reason the name is why it's called what it is is because I want it to be about freedom and to advance you know disciples of God but disciples of freedom and to share them I don't care who you vote for I don't care what party if you think there's a political solution if you don't I want to talk about freedom and the principles around it and have it a principle discussion not based on policy not based on winning not based on what's possible but actually on bare bone principles so if there's an issue that you see tweet it out to me at Freedom Disciple and I'll cover it if there's something you think I should be talking about or an issue you think I should be talking about tweet me um, I follow everyone back so you can follow me and then I'll follow you back and then DM it to me and I'll get to it I'll research it any story that you think needs to be highlighted, please let me know. This is your show as much as it is mine. This isn't about, you know, how talking and being bloviating how great we are and how many ratings we have or what it is. This is about saving a country and in turn saving the world that we live in. 
because we really are at a precipice where there are so many people today who are growing up now who are like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teenagers who, whether they know it or not, are going to be the first generation likely to be worse off than their previous generation and their parents and their grandparents. I still believe we can change that, but that's what we're fighting for. This isn't about elections. It's about the next generation having an opportunity. The next generation not living under a tyrant, under a dictator, under a world government, but living freer than anyone has ever lived before. So tweet me anything you think I need to address or you would like me to address. I've got some exciting shows planned for upcoming weeks. Um, I'm doing a lot of research on it when I get a chance on topics like immigration, government shutdowns, economics, minimum wage. Because there are many arguments that we need to address and overcome because there is so much myth out there. There is so much BS. I'm trying my best to not name call but call out what I see and highlight it for you. And hopefully, if I'm being arrogant, excuse my arrogance when I say this, but hopefully giving you that bit of ammunition, that inspiration to go research a topic yourself and go talk to your friends and family and give them a different way of thinking and get them to educate themselves. Education here is the answer. And I don't mean education as in go to school or college. That's your thing good for you. I mean education in doing your own homework empowering yourself there is nothing better in this world than an empowered independent person in closing I want to just bring up something that I only want to touch on this briefly I only have a few minutes left it's something I've never really spoken about before but the culture we live in is really bad and the power of the individual is incredible you can do anything you want. There is no glass ceiling. And anyone who says there is a glass ceiling, really, we need to address that. Because there really isn't. And we need to put on glasses to that person and say, there isn't. You can do anything you want. And if there is a glass ceiling, we need to break it. If there is in certain scenarios. If there's discrimination. We need to band together and unite and overcome it. There are a couple of people who've made a lot of headlines this year and one of the people I'm going to speak about now has made headlines yet again and she was trending on Twitter all week that I saw or a few times I saw people today are so stamped down are so put down are so brainwashed that they can't make a difference that they believe in glass ceilings they think they have to hit a criteria belong to a box to make a difference the first person I want to speak about is Rachel Dozel, Dozel whatever her name is I don't particularly care she was trending this week because she went on some show which I've never heard of before I didn't even watch really never will because she admitted she's well, she was actually born white but you know she identifies as black I actually feel sorry for this girl because the culture that we live in is so corrupt, so horrible that it says, you know what, you can't make a difference. You couldn't possibly 
help black people unless you're black. You can't do anything to make a difference because you're white. You can't make a difference. You need to you need to be black to make those type of changes. I think that is so sad. I think this young woman I, I, I can't get over my sympathy for her. Now she's done a lot of stupid things. But my sympathy for her is not because of what she's done. My sympathy is that the culture we live in says told her to do what she wanted to do, she needed to be black. I find that incredibly troubling. I see so much stuff we care we care about that is nonsense in my eyes. Another one of these people I feel sorry for is uh well I'm gonna call him their real name, Bruce Jenner. That you have to change yourself to fit a mold to be happy. I see this I see, I see this in the industry I'm in. You you can't imagine I can't even imagine I, I'm not I'm nobody. I see this about in people who are on TV and you know doing an interview their hair has to be right especially females their hair has to be right their makeup has to be right you know you have to fit a box you know you have to look pretty to get your message out there you know you can't be big you can't be overweight you can't be white you can't be a man we put so much emphasis in today's culture on stuff that a lot of us can't control. If you're born white, you're born white. Does that mean there's only certain issues you can care about? Of course there isn't. You can care about any issue. You can be a white person and care more about racism than some black people, and that's okay, and you want to help. But our culture is so screwed up that we are now ensuring future problems down the road because people think they have to belong to certain boxes they have to tick certain boxes to do a certain dream that is troubling because to me that is an extension of fascism of communism of control if you want to change the world let me give you an example let me give you a recent history in the history of the world. Let me give you a recent example. Person I admire, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. When he was standing up on that podium on Capitol Hill, giving those words that everyone knows, I have a dream. Do you think anyone cared what his makeup was like? He didn't probably didn't wear it, but even men wear makeup on TV today. And that just shows you the culture we live in. Do you think anyone cared? Hey, I wonder is Martin, Doctor, you know, is Martin there? Is he in shape? How's he looking, Martin? Well, he's overweight, so he can't say he has a dream. He needs to go on a diet. Do you think anyone cared whether Martin had hair problems? Like, did he have a baldness or receding hairline or was he a bit thin on top was anyone looking at his hairline do you think anyone was looking at how Martin was dressed well is a suit 
you know, is he wearing a suit? And is it a good suit? Is it an expensive suit, or is it a cheap suit that you'd buy just down the local shop? What about his shirt? What about his tie? Is it an expensive tie, or is it just one of those, I don't know, three ninety nine that you buy in the bargain basement? I'm using today's examples with that language. Or do you think they cared about how he smelt? Oh, I wonder what Martin perfume Martin's wearing. I wonder what cologne he's wearing. No, I think people cared about what he was saying and what his actions were. We have a choice. And what we do every minute of every day, of every week, of every year, will decide what future we live in. We live in a generation and in a world that says you have to tick boxes. You have to put yourself in a box. You have to put a label on yourself to make a difference. Or we live in a world that says, you know what? It doesn't matter. There is no boxes. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter who you vote for in the last election. It doesn't matter what race you are. What sex you are. Doesn't matter who you sleep with. Doesn't matter if you sleep with anyone. Doesn't matter your gender, it doesn't matter your age. What matters is your actions. What matters is your words. What matters is your thoughts. That's what matters. We have a choice. Which one do you choose? I know which one I choose. And we can be part of that change. Because there is no ceilings, there is no labels. That's all a myth that people want you to believe. Because people want to control you. And they think if they control you, they can gain power. The only answer to that is to empower yourself. Overcome it. Make the difference. If America is to survive, it would be because of your people. America is not great because of politicians, because of parties, because of policies. It's great because of your people and your principles. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. As always, I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets. They are what are a big part of what makes your country amazing. And I salute you, the great American people keep being the difference there is no glass ceilings there is no labels you can make a difference you just have to believe have a wonderful weekend and god bless you this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network